Podcasting group this time around is not um, the average podcasting group. It's all new people, so I'm really excited. Um, this is the first time with like all new faces, and so I'm really excited how this is you know episode is going to go. And first of all, um, you may if you listened to last week's episode, you may remember her. We have Alice. Hi. And Alice. I don't know if you may want to explain. She has <laughs> another podcaster that's uh, part of the um, uh, part of the show, um, but she's on the same microphone as Alice. Or sh um, if she wants to speak for herself, Shanna. Hi, yeah, I'm Shanna. Um, <laughs> same mic, but we'll 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 trade off. We'll be fine. <laughs> Uh, Shanna and um, Alice are friends in K-pop crime, and they are used to doing this kind of thing with each other. So I said, why not do this on the podcast? And um, hopefully their magic will spread to this podcast. Also, in addition, <laughs> we have um, the lovely Nico, um, who also was on the previous podcast. Hi. Um, he is very opinionated about Miss A, and I appreciate your opinions very much. You're very passionate about it, and I'm glad that you're back Thank for another you. episode. You'll find that I'm very passionate about a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tim is, yes. But um, I was glad to have another um, another perspective on it, let's just say that. Thank so, um, how's everybody been doing? How's everybody been... Um, I like to, you know, I haven't really asked it generally, but um, how does everyone kind of incorporate K-pop into their week? Like, do you just, like, kind of listen to playlists, or do you, like, have a certain site that you go to a lot? Um, yeah, I'll go. So, um, I usually just um, troll the K-pop Reddit, and then, or subreddit, and I just, like, look, that's, like, the place where... I tried to find my breaking K-pop news, um, and then yeah, I, I, I'm on Spotify, and I just an announcement today. A lot of K-pop artists got onto Spotify uh, this week, and so if you're using Spotify Premium for K-pop, there are a ton of artists, and it's not only their new albums, but their like historical discography as well. So um, I'm really excited about that. And yeah. yeah. I Friend tell me that it doesn't even she hates K-pop and she was like yeah she's like so is K-pop on Spotify now I was like what <laughs> yeah so, I mean it's yeah. been on there for a while but it just the uh, amount of music on there hadn't been as robust and now it's definitely been beefed up uh, JYP is still 
not on Spotify. So if anybody has a connect to JYP out there, please tell him or the whoever controls JYP Entertainment now that that music needs to get on Spotify because as a GOT7 huge fan, it kills me inside. And twice. Yes, twice, got seven, 2 p.m. I could look them all. JJ Project, Bounce, I'm really lacking here. Wonder Girls. Wonder Girls. Wonder Girls. Yes. Exactly. Um, so um, please, JYP. What are you doing, JYPE? I know. Get with it. Help us. Help. Help. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what about the rest of you guys? I mean, what do you guys do, like, to keep up with K-pop in your daily lives? Because, um, I mean, everybody has, like, you know, our, you know, we're all, like, adults, young adults, whatever. You know, we have other aspects to realize. Adults. So, <laughs> yes, adults. So, we have, you know, we have, you know, things that we have to do. But, you know, we keep up, you know, K-pop is a hobby. or you know, things that we like to do. So, I, I just I, I kind of like I find it interesting how you know uh, people kind of incorporate it in their life. Well, I'll go. I told you all before <laughs> that I have been completely consumed by K-pop. So I actually <laughs> I actually do another blog mm-hmm. um, called the Core Heart Podcast, as and well as. You know, I just want to add in here. Um, feel free to um, promote that blog oh, um, on our Twitter if you if you want to. <laughs> cool. Um, Yes, and you're promoting it now, but I'm yes. saying well, look out for that in the future. I I want to promote you know people's individual things. Okay, well yeah, I, <laughs> I also I host the Core Heart podcast with another um, diehard K-pop fan named Rihanna, and we're a bunch of episodes in, and we're actually doing a giveaway now, um, or like a long-term giveaway. So we're getting we're giving oh. out code. we're giving out code. So if you watch like episode 10 through 19 and get all the codes, then we're going to have people like try to do How fancy! We haven't it, even done a giveaway. We've never even is, done it. It's very fancy, but I don't think our, our like audience base is that big. But I do that, so I have that blog, and then I mod. I'm one of the mods. I do very little. Um, over at FYA Vix, and then I just kind of... Um, Music is kind of always on all the time in my home and, like, around me. And K-pop is just kind of always there. And we'll have, like, family time where we're like, let's watch something on TV. And there's nothing to watch. So we'll just go put YouTube on the TV and we'll just, like, mm-hmm. watch. I told you I got my entire family into K-pop. So yeah, we'll yeah. <laughs> like, sit at the TV with YouTube on the TV and we'll just go through, like, all the new videos of the week or whatever. And we'll wait to watch videos together. That sounds Pretty like cool. a magical Yeah, family. that's the whole, like, yeah. thing with the smart TV <laughs> thing. You know, because I... The place where I work at, they have a smart TV that they use. So they show YouTube videos, and I've tried to get them to start using, like, K-pop videos. And it's a place where it's a, the, the, the circumstances are a little different. It's a, it's, a, um, it's a day support for adults with intellectual disabilities and such. So they, they do different things. And I was like, well, maybe the K-pop videos would be good for them because, you know, they're bright and happy and, you know, certain videos – you know, they really like, and so I found a playlist of them, and I was like, you know, try those one day, and um, one of the girls in the rooms was like, you know, 
you know, she was like, can you put your playlist in? And, you know, actually, there was pretty good reception to it. You know, they were like, oh, look at those girls, and they're dancing, and they're so happy, and they're like the colors, and, you know, and I was like, you know, it it kind of, it's interesting to see the different responses from different people to K-pop, just how, you know, just how it affects different people. Mm-hmm. And like for and and for that, like you know, just to, to I mean, I, I felt kind of weird because I was like, I don't want to feel like I'm forcing K-pop on them, but I mean, I was just like, you know, if it if it you know helps them feel more involved in any way, and some of them were really into it. I mean, because it, it's very, it is a very like involving thing, you know. I mean, you just look at all of us; we're all fans of whomever, and you know. Yeah. <laughs> fan part of whatever whomever's fan club and things it's a very kind of it's a very kind of participatory like environment so yeah yeah anyone else have anything to say about that um don't have to go and agree uh say anything i just i just thought about that this week yes yeah, yeah, I, I guess um, I definitely do YouTube as well. Uh, I, I have a smart TV too, so yeah, kind of just what pops up next to <laughs> watch. But then also, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, um, yeah, pretty much the standard. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and then Tumblr. I know, it's kind of a black hole, but mm-hmm. it's very up-to-date with latest Oh, news. yes, Tumblr, oh, God. Yeah. Yes, oh, my gosh, <laughs> Tumblr. You need to get Tumblr was a Tumblr savior. I don't know. Yeah. I just have it. It's whatever it is that blocks off stuff that you don't like, and then yeah. it doesn't do. It doesn't do everything, but it's pretty good. And um, yeah, I tell you that thing is uh, that thing is worth its weight in gold. That's true. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. So I that was really interesting, guys, to hear from you guys. I I just thought about that, but it's something I've been thinking about for a while, just how it affects us in their daily lives, especially as, as non-Korean fans. Um, oh, but and, I'm Korean. <laughs> oh, yeah. except, for, except for Alice. Uh, she's Korean, but you're Korean-American. Yeah, that's true. That's yes, true. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yes. But, you know, also, Alice, if you have anything to add to, I mean, not saying that you do or you don't, because I don't know your background, but if you have anything to add to any discussions that go into the cultural arena, please feel free. Yeah, I mean, I was born here, so I don't have too much, but, I mean, my parents uh, came over from Korea when, mm-hmm. I want to say, like, 88, 87, mm-hmm. and I grew up in a Korean-speaking household, so yeah. um, as far as that's concerned. Yeah, uh, I'll, I have some insight to that, but I yeah. mean, as far as what it's like to live in Korea, zero <laughs> percent. Yeah, I mean, you're pretty much like my best friend. I mean, she listened. I think her basically, like, she knows of K-pop and she listened to like Boa and God and like when she was in middle school, and that's like it. Like other than that, she's like, Pfft. and I think her family has like KBS and SBS on their like. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yeah. on their Dish channels, and that's you know. You know what uh, I just realized? Sorry. Oh, God, I just interrupted. I'm really sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. Whoever was first. Really because I just realized, you know how they have, like, Mnet America and stuff? They actually mm-hmm. have channels over here. So yeah, they do. So if you all didn't know, like, check to see if you all have K-pop channels here because I didn't know we did. I know I don't, um, but I know Mnet America is available on some cable packages. Yeah. And then, um, and then on some dish well. channels you can get SBS and mm-hmm. KBS. Um, so, yeah, they're definitely available for those who, you know, seek them out. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, anyone else have anything to say about that? Huh? Okay. <laughs> I want to make sure everyone said what they want to say. Okay. Um, so starting off, um, I just want to say, um, people always talk about how we talk about you kiss. Um, and for those of you guys on here, um, you guys are all fairly new. You uh, kiss has kind of been a long running joke with us. Um, <laughs> and we kind of it, okay. We kind of do make fun of you kiss, but it's with love. We we, we love you kiss. They're they're our official mascot. Um, and I you kiss is like they. They are the only guy group I've seen perform in person. I think so. I I've, I met one of them. I don't remember which one it was, but it was one of the English speaking ones, and I met him in person. And yeah, so I mean, you know, you kiss. They're cool. We talk about them, but they're cool. Um, they're coming out with their eleventh mini album yeah. <laughs> called Stalker. Um, and I remember in the last uh, on the last. Uh, episode we talked about, you know, what is, you know, stalker about? They're going to talk about, like, you know, say song stalkers, you know, they talk about fans and be like, stalkers, get out of her face. And then um, the teaser came out and it was like they were peeking through blinds and, and being creepy and, and disturbing. And it was like, well, we were completely wrong on that. Um, <laughs> so it seems like they're the um, so called stalkers in this case, um, but they. Uh, released a teaser of the entire mini album and all of that, and um, I guess they're going to be coming back and they're going to be a music show soon. So be nice, you know, nice to see you kiss again. Um, I, from what I remember of seeing them perform, um, they were decent performers and they seem very nice. And I don't have anything bad to say about them as people. Um, <laughs> Um, but as far as being K-pop idols, um, if I was in the game as they as long as they have been, I probably would just be like, you know what, I'm going to invest my money and, uh, you know, move to an island or something. I don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, but, you know, you guys keep doing what you're doing. Thumbs up. And yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, I actually uh, Googled them uh, today just to see like when they had been founded. And they've been around since 08. Is that right? She is. I, you know what? I don't know. But yeah. if that's true, then that was like when I, I yeah, first started yeah, getting into K-pop. And I didn't even know they existed then. Yeah, yeah they've that's been around fair. since uh, 2008, uh, which was crazy. Because the reason I... Um, uh, looked it up was because I, when we were I was looking at the uh, watching the dream concert I looked up one of the uh, boy groups that were performing and they had been around since 2012 which shocked me because I didn't recognize them at all so then I was just like are these guys older or younger than you I had to know who the true cockroach of K-pop was. <laughs> and so, yeah, no, that's the thing. I think that's what Tim called them. He, Tim was like, yeah. they're the cockroaches of K-pop. They will never die. And you know, all the more power to them. If this is what they want to do, they want to be performers and they can keep doing it, I'm, it's more power to them. You yeah. Know? <laughs> I have nothing bad to say about that. Yeah. Um, also, um, a bunch of groups came out with uh, new MVs uh, this past week or so. EXID, in particular, uh, came out with a full-length album called Streets. 
and their new MV called Lie now or L-I-E. I don't know if it's. Do you guys know if it's called Lie or just L-I-E? Um, in Korean, it says L-I-E, so okay. probably L-I-E. Okay. Uh, so there's some controversy because uh, the MV for L.I.E., not unlike the other MVs they've had for like every other song they've ever done, <laughs> has uh, sexual innuendos and sexual themes. And it seems like, I guess, netizens just start noticing that they that this is part of their Even image. though they were very direct innuendos. <laughs> and and I, I will be honest, I, it's probably just me. <laughs> I did not even notice. I, I guess I wasn't paying attention. I was maybe <laughs> paying attention to the general video and the song. I did not even, the only, I only noticed one of them. Which one? And, Which is wild. I um, <laughs> ended and I looked them up and I was like, oh, I only noticed one of them. And it was the one with the peach. And that was probably the most obvious one, the peach butt. The pepper grinder was the worst I one. I would not have got that at all. Even yeah. before <laughs> that, she was literally beating me on a table. Like, is that... I'm like, am I naive? I guess so. I was like, I would not have gotten that. I would not have gotten that at all. I mean, I would have noticed it was kind of like a sexual thing, but I wouldn't have been like, oh, this is really obvious, you know. The peach thing, I was like, oh, okay, I see they're being cheeky and, you know, peach butt, ha. whatever. Haha. <laughs> um, I didn't notice the 69 stuff. Um, the six nine yeah. and everything, um, and then uh, which um, which one? Jungwa, uh, Jungwa uh, lying um, on the ground, face up, and then a silhouette of a man lying uh, standing the other direction, so like in a sixty nine position <laughs> on her. Um, oh, I did not. And then. Yeah. Um, Solji on all fours. Honey with a ringing a bell, but there's like two, yeah. two other little bells, and they're both pink. Yeah, they <laughs> look they're like And they're both pink. a little like, yeah. So, and, and then she's got the curve, the curved clock, which is like right where her butt would be. Um, and then she's got the key that says 690. Um, one of the girls, I don't know who it is, is like looking in one of the rooms and she's got her hand near her crotch and then you guys are talking about the salt pepper shaker and the meat. Um, yeah, so I, there's a lot. Yeah. <laughs> for me in general, like I said, for me in general, I didn't like for me, I didn't I don't know if it's just, it's probably just me. I didn't know I only noticed one of them and the rest of it, like when I read it later on, I was like, Oh, okay. But then I was like, well, they had, it's not like, I mean, do you guys remember Hot Pink? I mean, that thing was fully in new windows. Yeah. Um, so it's not like this is new for them. Um, and I, I don't know why people are making, you know, but I guess this is dozens, you know. And I, it doesn't seem to be affecting their popularity any. So whatever. I mean, Ed, what do you guys think uh, about EXID? Um, as far as the song is concerned, I don't like it as much as their other songs. It just doesn't click with me. But um, I I like their album as a whole. So and I like EXID. So uh, that's my whole thing. But 
uh, yes, open to everyone else. <laughs> um, I I honestly didn't listen to EXID for a while. Um, the first thing that I'd ever heard or seen them, um, L.E. used the N-word, and that, like, threw me all the way off, and so I just, like, yeah. for, like, years, I didn't listen to them at all, mm-hmm. and then, um, like, we already became unavoidable, and I loved it, so I got it, and then, mm-hmm. I liked Hot Pink, like, I liked Oh Yeah, but it didn't, not really, and then... I like Ty Pink, and I love Solji. Like, I think that girl is super talented. And so, <laughs> she is. She's a good singer, but so, it's also the other girl, and I can't remember her name, and it's bad. But she's kind of like the other one. Like, she kind of sings, like, the part. She always sings before Solji, yeah. she's, but she's got just as good a voice as Solji. Yeah, that's true. And so, <laughs> I mean, I give them a chance now. Like, I'm not a person who's like, this person was problematic once ten years ago, and you yeah, should never listen to Yeah, and that's a that's know, that's a whole... Nico, that's a whole, like, episode on to itself. <laughs> like, I mean, if you did that, you would be alone forever. You wouldn't listen to anybody. I mean, but, as a K-pop fan, you have to kind of, yes. Yeah, you have to compartmentalize. And so I was going to get, like, I gave this a fair chance. Like, I watched the video when it came out. And honestly, I love the song. I love Really? I love the only Ellie's part rap I really like is Ellie. I do like Ellie's yeah. part because she, awesome. she spits hot fire. But the rest yeah. of it was kind of just. It okay. went back to like you know one thing I like. Well, one thing that was different from Weade. Oh, from <laughs> one thing that was different about EXID okay. from the rest of K-pop was that they kind of um they um didn't do like what you would consider like traditional K-pop songs like. And I feel this is like more going back towards the trend of what's popular, like you know the sweet verse with like the alternating like hard hitting choruses or whatever. Yeah. And then like the ba- like the beat drop and like the little bit of hip hop. And there. I think it helps a lot that Ellie isn't really involved in their like in composing and writing yeah. a lot of the songs that they have that distinctive kind of sound. Like you're never yeah. gonna hear them. You know, try. You know, all of a sudden, you know, EXID is going to start sounding like this. Yeah. You know, because but I think it's a necessary step in the evolution, though, because they have been giving us really strong female songs and like power, like really strong vocals and really strong lyrics and themes. And this song is still kind of that, but it gives us a little, a little bit of sweetness, like a little bit of softness that we haven't seen from them in the last three singles that they had. So I actually enjoy the song. The video is a little... <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be a takeoff of the Grand Budapest Hotel, yeah. which I have not watched. <laughs> um, I have not seen. I just know about the hotel. It was, it um, was so really I, I got enough to know it was referenced. But... Yeah, same. And, like, it was visually appealing, but... You know, uh, sometimes when videos don't really adhere to what the lyrics of the songs are, like, sometimes I'm, it's like a weird balance. Sometimes I'm thrown off with literal videos, Mm. and sometimes I feel like that's, like, a video that strays too far from what the song is about. It's just kind of like, okay, well, you could have done any concept you wanted, but you went with this, which doesn't really (laughs) have anything to do with the song itself, and Mm. you just kind of sit here like, Why? (laughs) <laughs> and that's no. how I feel with this video. 
I, I get you, Nico. What about uh, um, Shanna, Alice? Do you have any thoughts, anything on XID you want to say? Um, yeah, I guess I, I have the same. I actually, yeah, didn't like this song as much as I liked Hot Pink and Up and Down. Um, mm -hmm. But I guess I liked that style more. I, yeah, I guess I, I kind of thought their new song, I guess almost the opposite of what you thought, Nico, that I thought it was kind of too similar to what's out there right now, and I liked that they were different, but um, I don't know, I, I kind of, I thought the music video is, you know, cheeky and obviously overtly sexual, but at the same time, I mean, the, kind of the rest of their stuff is, but I feel like it's almost just because they're more popular now that it's getting more buzz about it, because they were like that yeah. before, too. Yeah, I definitely like it's like, up. why are you suddenly, you know, I'm like, it's, you know, it's like, okay, all of a sudden they're being sexual. It's like, have you watched your last two yeah. videos? It's like, <laughs> like up and but down, yeah, yeah. It's cause, like you said, it's because they're, you know, well-known now, so. Yeah, if anything, like, if anything, like, the dance to LIE is less sexual than, like, the dance to Up and Down or yeah. Think, No, I know. like them before, I like them, like, when I watched them perform it, they had, and plus, during the performance, they had a huge fan chance. And the performance yeah. was fun to watch, and I liked that. So it made me like the song more. The one thing I will add is that um, the <laughs> producer clapped back on Instagram of the mm -hmm. or the director of the music video, and he basically said like it was all done on purpose. Like I don't get like why you why you have suspicions uh. of like. It being like a sexual innuendo, and it's like it was done on purpose. It's blatant. And then the, if you guys get a chance, his Instagram handle is Corleo K O R L I O, and he the caption is set with a picture of him doing like a like a Drake squat on on top of the, yes. the car car roof of like a BMW. So it basically sums it up all in that one picture. How yeah, much he doesn't much. Give up, like ass. Yeah, if you so, ever see his name next to an MV, you pretty much know what to expect from this point. Yeah. 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 Okay. But that's so, all I got. Uh, I, I don't know why some people were surprised about it, but anyway, um, in general, like I said, I I listened to their whole album and. I really like Hugh's sound as a whole, um, but the single, mm, it's a little flat for me. Um, but the whole, like, sexuality thing is kind of, is overblown to me. Um, some of the other uh, MVs that came out, um, I just want to mention them because I did not even know that they had a new MV out. K&K, <laughs> uh, how do you say that in, in Kanakan? Kanakan <laughs> um, has. I just a, pronounce it as kink when I read it. Oh <laughs> like, no! Like oh, I just, no. I just like read it, and I'm just it in my head. It's just like kink, like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't. I just say K and K. I I don't know. Um, they have a um new um single out called Back Again. And back at it again. Back at it again. <laughs> um, and I admittedly have not watched it because, like I said, I did not know that they even had a single back out. Um, but, you know, they have been getting some positive buzz. And honestly, you know, with guy groups, honestly, that's all they need. I mean, if, you know, there's some girls that think that they're hot and, you know, they can sing well, you know, they can get a good enough group of girls, a, a good enough fandom to sustain them 
like you kiss for example over 11 mini albums and they don't have to worry about yeah. it so, um, <laughs> um, so you know I mean but all good for K&K &K. um, I remember their last thing that they did with whatever it was the they thing that they did the song that they did before knock, knock. Um, wasn't bad um, yeah. I haven't seen that, that back again at it again or whatever yet um, you guys have any uh, what do you guys have to say about K and K I don't know I haven't uh, seen the video yet go ahead Alice sorry oh no it's fine uh, Shannon and I actually watched the video on Friday and um, I can't remember any of it and it wasn't because I drank too much wine I swear to god it was early in the night it was early in the yeah. night and um, the song was good they have like good vocals and stuff but um, to be completely honest like it, I they seem talented but I just wish that they would have like a better single that stood out more because I really that's how I feel about 90% of the boy groups that are out there right now <laughs> yeah and the other thing I've also heard like complaints about is that they all are kind of the same like niche it's like a group of like you know there's always the visual and then there's always yeah. you know like the rapper and blah, blah blah but like in the the group you know they're all like these like six foot plus really good looking dudes and they're all like the same niche so people like have a hard time figuring yeah. out what they are exactly I mean like again that's how I feel with 90% yeah. of the guy groups in K-pop right now. <laughs> I can't distinguish between them because it's like they're all fit in the same, same, same like little compartments. I don't know. Um, OMG also, um, I, I want to mention, I, I do want to say OMG, um, they've been really putting their, their acts to the grind um, because this is like their... This is off of their repackaged album, um, off of which of their lead single, Liar Liar. Um, and then they did One Step, Two Step, and now they're doing Windy Day. But I have to say, OMG caught my, oh my girls, for the full name. They really caught my attention with Closer. I love the choreography. I thought it was awesome. I'm such a... I've sat for that kind of like really dramatic kind of intricately thought out stuff with the, um, you know, astrological astrological signs and such, and then you know, and and then they just haven't stopped impressing me since. Liar, liar, that just bored itself into my brain automatically, and it's like, it's it's so catchy, and I love the choreography for it. I love the choreography for Liar Liar. Then One Step, Two Step. That song is insanely catchy. Windy Day. At first, you watch the MV, and you don't think, okay, it's a little different. But then you see them perform it, and then it's like, ah. You know, they, they have, it, it's, it's kind of like, um, I compare them a little bit to G-Friend, where they have really good choreography. And I really appreciate that, because for a long time, like, girl groups have not, and this is the thing in K-pop too. Girl groups tend to not have really interesting or, you know, complicated choreography. And so when they do have interesting choreography, it's, you know, it's a, it's it's a big thing. So for me, you know, it really stands out when you have you know groups that you know make an effort and to have an interesting stage and interesting staging and to do different things. So. OMG Girls are really, like, my MVP this year. Like, honestly. Like, I just, I've loved everything they've done. 
<laughs> Anything to add to that? I, I like Liar Liar. Um, actually, uh, I was watching them on the Dream concert earlier, um, and I don't really like Windy Day as much. I feel like it's kind of it, it, the song doesn't flow as well. Like the, the you know the I, I don't know. I, 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 but at the end, I was finding it catchy, so I don't know. Well, maybe it's just I need more of, more of a listen. But um, sorry, what Nico? No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I I like Liar Lie too, and I agree with you. I feel like their choreography. I don't know if it's necessarily more complicated. I mean, this is my big thing with girl groups just overall. I just I I, I danced all growing up, so it bugs the hell out of me that like they don't actually <laughs> I don't know, they don't dance as hard as some of the guy groups do. But um, but I mean at the same time, I think Liar Lie, their choreography is definitely cleaner and more complicated and intricate, which I appreciate. I, I like the dance line; it's catchy. Yeah, I, I think what I think what sets Oh My Girl apart, is, at least their choreography, is that if you watch each one of their singles so far, it's not so much that their dancing is harder, but they're always moving. Their shapes they make on stage, like they're always shifting from one position to another, even when they're not actually doing like dance steps. And it's so insane to watch because it's I don't know how they keep it all in their minds. It's always moving. Nobody's ever in the same spot for too long. And it's very interesting to watch. And I've been a fan since Cupid. Um, that was my jam. Wait, let me tell you, when that came out, I was like, yes, yes, thank you, thank you. I was like, these guys are going to be weird. I didn't want to, like, I, I'm not a fan of, I think they're, they're B1A4s, sister group, right? Or... Oh, I don't know. I don't even somebody know. Somebody's sister group. There's somebody's sister group. I think it's a V1A4, somebody I don't listen to. So when they, <laughs> were, when they were coming out, I was like, okay, well, whatever. It's a new girl group, whatever. And they were caught up in that swell of girl groups as well, where they all mm -hmm. had the kind of schoolgirl concept. And I was like, eh, I'll watch it just so I can say I've seen it, you know. But I saw Cupid, and I heard the main vocalist, and I loved the, like, snare drum, like the raw snare drums in the song, and I was like, yes, mm -hmm. give this to me. And then I watched <laughs> them live, and they're so charismatic, and their rapper Mimi is so, she has so much swagger, and uh, they have like three <laughs> main vocals yeah. crazy to me. I just love them, and I, Windy Day is such a strange song, and I love it, and I just do. I do, too. It's, like, it's such a strange song. Like, I heard, I, I, and I was the same way I heard the first time. I was like, eh. But then when I watched it, them perform it a few times, that's the thing. It's, like, watching them perform it really. Mm -hmm. Like, the same thing with Liar Liar, because they specifically, their first version of the MV does not show any of the choreography. That's true. So they can only... So that when you first see them perform it, that's your first time seeing it. And that's really what gets me, is watching them actually perform the songs. That's I knew when me. I saw the video, I was like, this is strange. I don't know that <laughs> I like this. And it, it's so, like you said, Alice, it does not flow. And it, it, there's three different major core change, like in the song, like it changes three different times. And I was like, maybe this is too much. People who like K-pop won't understand, they won't like this. It's too much. But when I heard the song, I immediately said, this dance is going to be something else. And I saw the first performance on M Countdown, and I was like, 
Let me go watch this. <laughs> let me go watch this fan cam because I know they didn't show even half of what was going on. And I watched the second cam fan cam, and I was like, oh, this is so uh-huh. good. I made everybody in my house watch it. I was like, wait, wait, give this a chance. Just watch the dance. It's going to be good. So I'm all about them. Sorry. I'm going to be honest here, and I may be the only one, but I'm going to say it. I tried doing that part myself. The one that, uh, what is it? Taman tried it. The part where he does the like little, like, Windy day, and he does like the little like leg thing. Yeah, when they he go down. Like, oh, and do thing. I was like, yes. I can do it. It's Just to so say, good. I was like, yeah, I can do it. Yeah, no, I, <laughs> I, I'm such, I'm such a fangirl now. But I, I don't know. I like them. I like them a lot. And, um, yeah, I think it was closer. Just really, I don't know. Closer really just like pulled in my. Yeah fangirl heart and I was just like I just wanted to like them so everything at this point let's say really mess up and do something messed up I don't I don't think it's <laughs> I think um, whatever their fan club is called I guess I'm one of those I don't know um, <laughs> I guess I'm one of those whatever their fan club is called but yeah. yes um, you guys, Fiesta, because I know you guys are excited about that. Fiesta, so they, they, they took a different uh, turn with their image a little bit with apple pie. Yeah. Um, interesting, though, because, you know, one thing I noticed, too, with the teasers was, you know, they have the little kind of cutesy outfits, and then I noticed that Yezzy was still, like, clearly not here for this, like, face. I want to address this, because, like, I think that people, I've seen, been seeing a lot of comments where people are like, oh, like, Yezzy's so done with this, like, she doesn't want to be well, there anymore. Well, not on purpose. Like, I, like I, no, I think that's, like, her shtick, and they just, like, put yeah. it in there so, like, she can keep her character. Like, I think it's, like, like yeah. not character, but, like, she's always going to be Yezzy at the end of the day, and, like, no one's going to force her to be, like, Jay. Yeah, <laughs> so. yeah, yeah. I completely agree. Like, no. Yeah. I completely agree that that's just part of her character, and, um... And that's, I feel like that was reinforced when you look at the MV and you see the performances. And mm-hmm. Yezzy's parts specifically are when, like, you have the weird cackling in the background, you yeah. know? And she's usually dressed in some sort of, like, reddish outfit or something. So the, this whole song has, like, this weird sinister tone. And mm-hmm. it's it kind of reminds me of something that maybe, like, I was thinking the other day. I was like, um, God might do like at something yeah. I can see Gaian singing so you know you know like it, it's seemingly on the outside you know cutesy but you you still got these parts of it where it's like no you know don't just you know take it by its surface you know you know appearance you know it's it's more than you, it, it appears to be so you know because some people complaining and bitching about oh they have these cheap costumes and the, the MV and blah blah blah. I'm like, well, maybe that was on purpose. You know, I, I you know, maybe that was the, the point. Um, and you know, considering the other songs Star has done, I, I can't see them not doing a song like this and doing it tongue in cheek, right. um, especially with Yezzy. So, I don't know. That was just my. I think know. it does seem a bit satirical, like. Even in the video, how they kind of 
they have these tropes of womanhood. You know, you have like stewardesses and you have Snow White and all these like I don't like these pillars of what like the woman is and her role and like apple pie how it's supposed to be that even apple pie is a symbol of like wholesome womanhood you know of femininity and I, I feel like it's all done tongue in, tongue, in, uh, tongue in cheek especially how they play around with the people in the video not getting the apple pies after all like it, I don't know it's it, I know I, it, I know it's not their style and this is actually their first Thing I'm hearing from them, but I know that this isn't their typical style, and it does all seem very, um, uh, it's, it's how they would do cutesy if they had to, you know. Yeah. I mean, I remember I followed Fiesta from the very beginning when they had Cheska, <laughs> the American member, and they started from the beginning with Vista, and came out kind of as this like kind of girl crush to anyone type group and so you know and they were a whole different thing back then so um you know they've kind of done this before with it was another song like i don't know or something it was basically to the tune of another song like it's basically probably considered an offensive thing in America now, but you know if you've ever heard the whole the little rhyme one little two little three little Indians three little yeah. four, yeah. then they it, that whole song is to that, and it's basically about a guy that this you know one of the girls goes over to this guy's house, and he's basically trying to score with her, and he's looking at her boobs and whatever the entire time and she ends up having to fight him off and trying to prevent date rape and it's all played for laughs and um but um and that was the last mv cheska was in but it's kind of it's kind of that was the last kind of cutesy thing type of thing they did and even that was kind of had a weird you know kind of twist to it so uh I don't know. Uh, Alice, Shanna? Um, just talking about the song in general, I actually really like it. And um, maybe it's just because I'm like slightly fiesta trash. But I really do <laughs> like the song. And I kind of wish that um, more people would notice it. So this is my short time for me to tell everybody to go watch Apple Pie because it's a really good song. No, I do feel that they are getting more attention with this one, though. Yeah, I hope that's true. And and, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know what it's like in it's Korea, but... It's a slightly sad way because it's like they shouldn't have to do this to get attention, but I do feel like they are getting more attention with this. Oh, because like it's a more cutesy concept? Yeah, but yeah. I do feel like they are. Yeah, and then, I mean, Chao Lu's going to be on a couple of more variety. She's very popular, yes. Yeah, and then um, I think her and Yezi are going to be on um, Please Take Care of My Refrigerator with, like, some of the TWICE members, which I hope that their residual TWICE thing <laughs> that people go watch the show for will, like, rub off on Fiesta. <laughs> and so I mean, if it's anything to go by, like... I watched a recent um, music show performance by them, and they had like extremely loud fan chants. So yeah, like yeah. all forty-year-old dudes. But <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it doesn't matter who. I mean, Twice has like old dudes chanting for them too. So I mean, yeah, you're whoever, right. You're right. You know. So I mean, it's whoever. But 
um, you know, I mean, if, you know, it's like with the EXID, I mean, if it, whatever it takes to get them, like, you know, recognition, Popularity. I guess. Yeah. So. But, yeah, I, um, I really like the song. The music video is so-so for me. Um, I think it's, like, bright and fun and whatever, but I really prefer their uh, music show performances uh, in comparison. Um, I think the choreography is a little lacking, especially if you had watched Mirror. I thought um, it was like Apple Pie is definitely less strenuous, yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, but it's cute, and I think it, um, it it sounds nice, basically. That's all I got to say. Yeah. And please go watch them. Their official <laughs> official music yeah. video on their official channel. <laughs> I like, yeah. No, I, I second that, and I like the fact that there's a little bit of a, even if the person is watching it doesn't realize it, there's a little bit of a twist in that. So even yeah. if you're listening to it and thinking, oh, it's another cute girl group song, they're still getting their kind of image across as whatever. It's a girl group that, you know, getting their whatever across. Um, so last thing. Um, we finally this week got solo debut of um, the I I will confidently say my personal opinion the best vocalist in FX Luna yeah. um, and people have been you know asking you know when is Luna gonna have a solo um, for ages and so um, Luna finally released solo um, this past week free somebody uh, you know EDM spectacular. I mean, it was pretty good. I, you know, for SM video, I mean, there was animation. There was, it was pretty impressive. Um, and I have to say my favorite part is probably the chorus, but Luna worked it out. I mean, mm -hmm. I honestly, I was like, if Luna is not the next Boa after this, I'm like, I don't know what, 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 what this whole thing is for. Mm -hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but for me, unfortunately, like, Luna, I mean, she's, I don't, for whatever reason, Luna has gone through so many problems with, um, has gone through, not maybe, maybe problems, but has gone through, um, you know, um, you know, possible, like, issues being in, in an idol, um, you know, people have talked about her looks, you know, she's gotten stuff done, and people have talked about she got stuff done, she's lost weight, people have talked about she's got lost weight, um, and so, and it's obvious, you know, she's been on some shows promoting her, her, her new stuff, and people, you know, and it's obviously the stress and thing, it's gotten to her, you know, she's cried on some of the shows, um, you know, she's been one of the most, like, you know, criticized members of FX, um, and unfortunately, you know, as people have have stated, you know, at, you know, from what I've read, I, I mean, I can't say for sure, but people say in general they would think she's probably one of the least um, popular members of FX, even though she's definitely, everybody would say, oh yeah, Luna, she's definitely, she's the best singer, and she can dance, and she can do this, and this, and she, you know, she comes out with this song, and it's pretty good, and the MV's pretty good, and then, you know, it comes out, and it barely charts a Melon's Top 100. Now, this was as of, um, uh, let me see, uh, April uh, 31st. So, 
Free Somebody was on uh, number 35 or Millen. Um, and that was before she really started promoting it. And so as of that point, it was officially, unofficially flopping. And people were saying it was flopping. Um, but that was before she, like I said, she even really started having a chance to promote it. Um, this is when she just started, you know, you know, doing the, had released the MV, had, you know, released the song. And so, you know, there's been a lot of, like, kind of intense argument over, you know, you, you know, people over FX fans, you call yourself an FX fan, and you're not even, you know, buying Luna's, you know, album, and, you know, you're the one that's, calling, you know, causing Luna to get all this stuff done and causing her all this heartache. There's a lot of stuff going on within the FX fandom and K-pop fandom among about Luna's kind of debut because it's like everyone can agree that she's an, a talented singer, dancer, all around her, but for some reason it's like she always I don't know, it's like she's always the one that gets like if 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 you have the one bad comment to make, it's her. Or if you you know she's the one that's the the least liked for whatever reason. So I don't know. I thought that her single was was fairly good. I'm not a huge EDM fan, so I can't look at it on those grounds. But as far as the MV and the song, I thought it was impressive, and she in her performances. I mean, she's in shape. She was working it out. She can yeah. sing and she can yeah. dance. Like yeah. I said, I was like, if she isn't the next Boa, who is? Like, I, you know, I, I honestly don't see why Luna could not go up from here. But she's, you know, for some reason, there's some sort of, like, resistance against that. Okay, well, um, I, I... I'm originally not a big fan of EDM, but I am a huge house music fan, mm -hmm. and um, or a big enough house music fan. And SM has been on this house kick for a while with, you know, Four <laughs> Walls and View, and uh, some early FX stuff too that not a lot of people will realize was house music, but it was. So I was here for Luna's, you know, for Free Somebody. I was with it. I was like, yes, finally. You know, people have been begging. You know, the problem is, I think they set her up for failure. The fans, the company, everybody. I think the best time for her to have a solo would have been after she came off of King of Mass Singer. Yeah. And I think the problem, there's so many factors here that we don't really consider. Like, for example, she's only now going on music shows a week after this single was released. Mm -hmm. That's first of all, then I think people hyped her up. It's something people have been waiting for for a long time, and EDM is still very new in the K in Korea and the K-pop world, and it's not. It's very rare that it's going to be wildly successful at this point. And then you give it to somebody who's the least popular member in their group, even if she's the most talented. Then you also have these people who really only used her talent as a means to put down other artists, especially within SM. And I went on a little rant 
recently about this because I don't think it's fair. She is talented, period. But when you put her, when you stack her up against all these people who aren't as talented as her but are more popular than she is, and then she gets the opportunity to do what they do and it doesn't add up, it's a blow to the confidence for sure. Like, sure, she might be the most talented singer in K-pop at this moment. None of that matters if nobody's going to buy her music. I mean, as of a couple of days ago, she's only sold 2,000 copies of her album so far. And her highest point in the charts was in the 30s somewhere. That's awful. Like, that is enough to consider this an, like a flop by anybody's standards. And it's not fair. She deserves better. She deserves so much better, and I don't know what could change. Maybe she could have went with a more public-friendly single, but at this point, we know SM is allowing people to do the road less taken with solos. Mm-hmm. They'd rather do something that somebody feels comfortable and safe with than to go with what's going to be public-friendly. I mean, yeah, really, with the whole SM station uh, thing. Like, really, the only SM solos that had a public-friendly solo was Taeyeon. I mean, Tiffany went with uh, an American-style, you know, dance track that's, like, smooth dance at that, too, which isn't really popular. Like, synth like, pop, yeah. And then, like, a throwback 80s synth pop sound. Mm. So hers weren't, wasn't popular either, but she happens to come from a really popular group, and she's as polarizing as she is. The people who love her, love her enough to go buy her stuff. Mm. And, like, you have Luna, and it's just, like, she's the least successful, like, the least popular member in a group that only comes out of the dungeon every couple years, Mm. and they're kind of, they're, like, waning in and out of the top ten girl groups every once in a while. And it's just, I wish SM did more. I wish her fans would do more, and I just feel like I just really hope <clears throat> on a personal human what level. What are you gonna say, it Alice? Doesn't affect that too much. Yeah. Yeah. It, Shanna. I mean, I feel like uh, I. I also I really liked her song as well, and I feel like it's a, yeah, it's a shame it's not doing well. I feel like it's almost like a combo though. Like, I you can also you can definitely blame SM a bit. I mean, like just from if you look at like Jungins, um. Solo, they were posting, like, teasers. They were, like, doing all these little things, like, the whole week before. Like, I didn't hear a thing about Luna's. And I, like, follow yeah. them on Twitter. I follow them on YouTube. Like, there was, like, basically nothing. They kind of left her out high and dry a little bit. But then, I mean, also the fans, too, of FX. Yeah, I mean, they're just not buying. I mean, like, you can, like, kind of argue the same thing. Like, if you listen to Jungin's album, like, I love that album. But it's also not a K... Like, it's not super K-pop. Like, it's more uh, electronic. There's, like, some tropical house. It's got a lot of R&B influence. Like, it's not... But, like, people are buying it. It's doing super well. I mean, it's it's hard to really say it's the exact genre that's making her do poorly when there are other SM solo uh, tracks that have gone down a kind of different route than the typical K-pop route and have done successfully. So, I don't know if you can entirely blame it on that. Yeah, I mean, I can. There's definitely a lot of different things at work here, and 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 not, you know, like I, like Nico has said, and you have said, Shanna, um, about 
the whole timing of the thing where it just kind of came out as like, oh, okay, Luna's having a single. And, <laughs> you yeah. know, it's like nobody was prepared for it. There were no teasers. And they're, and they're doing it right before the EXO comeback. It's, it's kind, I don't know, it's kind of like a show. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It's, it's kind of an afterthought pretty much. And, and so it's like, well, what do you expect? It's like it doesn't give anyone the time to get hyped up or get excited for anything. And... You know, so when she does come out, um, you know, and then has a, has a song, you know, you know, it's like, well, maybe international fans are feeling it, but Korean fans aren't, and they haven't really had time to get used to it yet. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think in general, that's how a lot, a lot of the international fans and the blogs have been kind of uh, viewing it is, is, is hasn't been fair to Luna because of the just the timing of it and how she's been promoted in general. Um, not that she hasn't really been trying. And, you know, I hope that, you know, I hope that however it turns out, it turns out good for her. I mean, wh whatever way it does, like if she gets a spot on the variety show or something, I always have gotten the, the, the impression that she's been, um, I guess... I mean, partially from that variety show she was on, was a sketchbook or what she was crying, you know, that she's been very, I mean, it's obvious she's, anyone's fault FX, she's been target of a lot of criticism and things like that in the past, and, you know, she should be allowed to, you know, be herself and show off her talents and be proud of who she is, and... Um, you know, I, you know, hopefully she'll be able to do that at some point. I don't know. Um, you know, it, it kind of, I would, I'd be lying if it said it didn't bother me in some way that she looks so, I, you know, I don't want to, you know, linger on it, but it does bother me in some way that she looks so different, um, from how she's, she did in the beginning, beginning it being with FX and how she's changed so much physically. Um, but, you know, from being a, from a spectator standpoint, I can understand how that could come about from being an entertainer and how you could, you know, how that could be justified. And I, you know, and I don't falter for that. So, you know, I I just hope that, you know, she can, you know, I hope she gains something from this comeback. So, yeah. Um, lastly, before I guess we get to our main topic, um, I do want to uh, talk about, because some of our other podcasters have not been keeping up with them. I don't know if you guys have, um, Shanna... Alice, Nico, have been keeping up with, have or have been following IOI at all? Um, a I little watched, bit. Uh, I think I watched half of the season for Produce 101, and then I, like, um, from the peripherals, catch some of their news every now and then, um, and I know I'm most of them. I'm more than 95% of the people that were... <laughs> <laughs> and the other podcasters, yeah, um, they were like, oh, we're not watching that. Um, and honestly, I would, wouldn't have watched it either, but I noticed 
it was becoming popular. So I was like, well, you know, I have to watch this because I'm like, what is everybody getting crazy about? Mm-hmm. I watched it, and you know, I I I I watched mainly I watched like the last few shows and you know the picking of the group and my whole thing was just like so what is the point of this <laughs> like so we've got people from all these different companies and they're coming to, together to form a group and we haven't even really worked out how this is going to work legally like with all these different like uh, entertainment companies and whether these people are going to even legally be able to perform in the group and like this that whole thing was 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 fascinating to me because I was like how is this going to work so the whole thing with IOI it's been fascinating to me just because despite that and despite the fact that they have said that the group is probably not going to last more than a year if that um they still have a pretty, I mean, what you could call a bigger than average fan base for a girl group. I mean, if you put yeah. all of their fans yeah. together, to all the fans of the individual girls together, they would have a bigger than average fan group. And then I'm also going off of from the Dream Concert, too, as well, what we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but then... But then you're talking about, like, I keep thinking about, I'm like, this is the biggest freaking scam ever. Because all right, I, all right, I, all right. Hang on, though. But let me just jump in <laughs> just for a quick second. Okay, okay. I think that people, so I don't, they're not supposed to go on longer than one year anyway. Right. So yeah. And then the second thing is that um, I think people like it so much and it's so wildly popular and it's because people feel... Um, invested, like personally, because they personally right. voted for these people to get into these groups and stuff like that. But and so I that's feel why like there's the such people a that are invested. Like they, uh, there's some level where they're like not accepting the fact that they know this group is not going to be together. Like they know it. No, but... I don't really feel like that's fair. I feel like they know that they're going to split off. And I mean, one of the girls already did split off, didn't she? Well, I mean, the thing is, is that you've got all these other, like, there was one girl at Sejong, I think, or there was a jellyfish that yeah. said was going to have a single, she was going to start off on solo activities, and jellyfish said no. And then there's these other girls that were originally part of another group called Dia, and they mm. were going to perform at the Dream Concert, and then they said Dia wasn't going to perform, and they were just going to perform with IOI. I mean, that's... What I'm talking about is like they didn't obviously they did not think this thing through when they you know first and I I can understand they you know obviously I mean, didn't realize it was going to be as popular as it was but I mean you know as of as of the dream concert they're basically saying okay this is basically the end of their promotions as a full group. Then we're going to do units. <laughs> so we're going to have each of them get into little groups and do their own little things. And I don't know. I just, to me, it's just, I, I mean, I guess because of the things I saw from people, especially like that one, the episode when they chose the people in the group and people were so invested. And then you get this group and it's like, it's not really, it's just, it's it's just this, it's not really, 
it's not a group. It's just a project. This is a thing. It's a, it's a, just this thing that's coming out of this um, TV show and, you know, whatever. I, I, I mean, I don't know. I just... <laughs> It just feels very shallow to me. I don't know. That's my that's my immediate reaction to it. But I just I mean please, you, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say but like you know from the get go that they're not going to be together for more longer than a year and that's all the promotions that they're gonna do. And like I mean, I don't really I like I just need you to tell me what's the problem with that. Because I understand how you feel that it's shallow, but in my mind, it's just kind of like that's what you're. I mean, from the get-go, you knew that that's what like the setup mm -hmm. was going to be. That they're you're going to vote these girls in, and then they're going to promote as a group for a year, and then that was going to be it. And then they're going to go off and base, and then piggyback on their wild popularity from Produce 101, and then do their own thing. I mean, that's why a lot of these fan these companies even sent their girls in the first place. Exactly. Yeah. I guess this is the thing is I feel like a lot of the people they are so invested. I think that's the problem is I get the feeling that they don't. Like they know like they know. They know. They know that it's like they know what the deal is. But at the same time, like I keep seeing stuff is like O T eleven. Um oh they get you know, I oh, oh I hope they come back together in, again in five years. This and this and I'm like do you hear yourself? <laughs> Do you but know, I th I like, you know from, what this is about? Yeah, I think that stemmed from one of, at least that comment, was one of the interviews that they had where they're like, do you hope to have like a five or ten year reunion or whatever mm -hmm. um, all together and sit on, stand on the same stage again? And I think one of the members said like, yes, I would love to do that or something. So maybe that's where that comment stands for. Like, I don't think that people are like delusional in the fact that they know that this group isn't go is going to end. Like, it's going to end, of course. I mean, one of the members... Uh, I have to look it up, and I think it's one of the Dia girls has already yeah. left, and so I mean, I mean already, the reality is there. I mean, yeah, they're already starting to do their little side projects and units and things and whatever you would want to call them. So, I mean, they've already entered that phase where they've separated as an eleven-member group. But I mean, it's just—I don't know. I feel like people got so invested in the thing itself that they forgot about because it's such a weird thing because you think about it in its inception it's a competition reality show where it's a competition to get in a group <laughs> so these girls are competing you're voting for them individually but they're still coming into this group so you've You've kind of got two opposing things going, you know, with each other. You know, you, you've got people voting for these girls to be in a group at the same time going, you know, like like I learned the word, I learned Akke fans, the Akke fans, which are they're the ones that are really devoted to one person. So the ones that are, you know, really devoted to, say, Somi, who was, like, number one for, like, most of the show. You know, they voted for her, voted for her, voted for her, and they were like, "Somebody's gonna be in this no matter what," and it didn't matter about the other ones. But at the end of the show, she still had, you know, the end of the show. The result was she's gonna be in this group with ten other girls, and 
she's going to be performing with 10 other girls or with other girls the whole time. She's never going to just be Somi performing, at least not for the time being. I, I don't know. I just The whole thing was just weird and just perplexing and crazy to me. And I'm still trying to... <laughs> I don't know. I just it's it's just weird that to me the whole thing became so popular and at the same time people became so invested in it because I remember like when the last episode was airing and people were watching it as it was going down and I was reading like some people's like forum comments and things while I was at work, no one tell anybody, but I was at work and I was like also kind of like um, I was going off on this forum that people were watching and keeping up on the forum while they were doing this final episode and people were like really invested and I was like you know this is not for long term right like you know it you would think this is for the next SNSD, the way some people were, were, were reacting. I don't, I just, I don't know. But, but I mean, it's kind of similar, I mean, I don't know. I, like, I, I get where you're coming from, but, like, it's kind of like that with, like, a sports team, too, or something. Like, like not so yeah. completely, like, it's the same, but, like, I don't know, like, uh, I'm, like, a hockey fan, and, like, year over year, like, it's not the same team. I don't know, like, it, it's the same franchise. I, I, like, I don't want to compare it exactly the same, cause, yeah, but, like, maybe they'll put me... Like, it's, it's not the same, but, like, it also in the same way, like, you kind of... it does. You don't have to be invested in each individual person, necessarily, to, like, be invested in a group. I, I don't know. Like, you yeah, just I even... Just, like, yeah. they've replaced a bunch of people, like, they've turned... Like, it's... I don't know. I, I I don't think it's as big of a deal of like investing in the long term in like these girls. I don't know. And I think that the whole voting and people getting invested is like you know people just get swept up. I mean you think about like American Idol back back yeah. back in the day when people actually called and voted in and stuff like that. Like people were invested in um, getting those people uh, to win, and it's kind of just the same idea. Like especially with like how um, you know people love K-pop, especially in Korea, and then they're very connected and stuff like that, and the whole idea just, you know, they all got swept up in it, and, you know, they latched on to certain folks and wanted to uh, have them win, and I get I get it that, like, you're voting for one one person to get uh, in an 11-member group, but in my eyes, it's kind of like, they're not voting for, they're voting also to get them into that group, but they're also voting for that person to be number one on the pyramid. <laughs> and I yeah. think that's what, where, like, the, you know, devotion comes in and how people get so serious about it is because, like, they don't thing, want filming like, to be whole, out, too. I guess that's the whole thing, like, the, my issue with the whole, like, show just comes about because, and then that would, I guess, I, you know, go toward the producers of the show, the PDs or whomever. Of the whole point of the show is you have the pyramid and the person that's number one. And it's like you have the person that's number one and you, you vote to have an, the number one person every week. But everyone's, I mean, everyone's fighting to be in this 11-member group. So if you're 1 through 11, I mean, you're fine. So what the fuck is the point? <laughs> like, it's, you know, it's just, yeah, I, I mean, that would be a question to ask the PDs, obviously, but yeah. I mean, when I was following this whole thing, that that's 
kind of the stuff that was going through my mind. And I think that's why PD 101 kind of drove me crazy because I was like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> well, I mean, so, you know, it's like this wildly popular show, and then 11 people get to be in the group, and they all get to do promotions together. Yeah. I mean, that's like the ultimate goal. Because, like, all these girls are trainees. Like, they didn't, yeah. they're not part of a group. Like, even Somi, she was in 16, and she didn't even get to be a part of twice. So, like, this is her chance to be relevant again. And it's, like, the same, or same thing with everybody else to be relevant, period. Because, like, yeah. look at, but, like, Soya, so like, she would not have been relevant if she wasn't on that show. <laughs> and, no, like, yeah. even the ones who don't make it into IOI, stuff. for example, they still get the experience of performing on real stages in front exactly. of real people. Yeah, even no, before absolutely. They get places to I mean, as well. it's, it's all to their advantage. I mean, I, and I don't mean to downplay that. I mean, for them to be in the group, they're, they're still getting, you know, advantages from having won, quote-unquote, the show by being in the group. It's just the whole process of it was just, I was like, okay, number one, then you're going to, you know, this whole thing with the, you know, and, and, and then the fact that, you know, it, it was obvious that some people involved with the show obviously didn't know what they were going to do with it next. But from what they've said, they said next is up for the group as they're going to do subunits and um, whatever else. So... Um, and, you know, obviously some of the girls have already been doing their own thing. Somi's been, the girls have been in commercials. Um, Somi's been in commercials. They've all been promoting different stuff. So, I mean, it's all been to their advantage. I mean, you can't say that they aren't in a more, in, in more advantageous place that they are now than they were, you know, several months ago. So, um you know, all the more power to them. It's just, I don't know. I guess I got the let the whole show kind of. You know, I thought maybe I'm thinking about it too much. <laughs> I'm I'm thinking about it. You know, beyond what it needs to be thought of. Um, but I, yeah, I guess to me because I, you know, I was seeing people just get so hardcore into it. And I'm like, I don't understand. But yeah, I mean, and in the same point, yeah, it does understand it. The American Idol thing does make me kind of understand a little bit because I was, I remember the whole American Idol thing and, you know, when, you know, they have the people, you know, and you get, you get involved and you want, you have the con, you know, and they have the contestants and you vote for the contestants and that whole thing. And it's the same kind of deal, you know, it, it's, it's to get you involved, it's to get you yeah. to vote, you know, it's to I get mean, you yeah, I enjoyed the show, and um, I mean, as much as I watched it, I like at a certain point I just stopped watching. To be honest, <laughs> I have, I just, I'm just really bad at uh, watching shows. To be honest, I haven't yeah. finished seasons of many shows, but um, I enjoyed it for the most part. I, I did think it was like slightly exploitive when it like all the girls crying, and you know, these girls are. I think in one sense that I would agree with you, and what's the point of all of it is that like, uh, what's the point of like all of these girls like crying and stressing themselves out and some even going to the hospital just to get into this 11 member group that's not going to last and then yeah. but on the flip side it's like yeah I understand they're going to get a lot of promotion so in that sense it's really good for them so yeah. 
I'm really I like I like the show. I thought it was entertaining, and they're gonna do a boys one now. It's called Boys Twenty Four, where they're gonna. I think yeah, it's about 50. I have a feeling yeah. that's gonna be less entertaining for me, but um, I'm sure for other people, you know, they'll. Yeah. But for that one, they're doing like sixty or so boys, and then they're gonna and go to YG and JYP are gonna be SM. I mean, YG and SM are both gonna be having trainees in there too. So yeah. Yeah, and then like the twenty-four boys are gonna battle it out as subunits. So, SM is sending trainees. Yeah, they're gonna be yeah. JYP was the only, Somi was the only one from the big three that came yeah. from the, the, the girl, you know, the girl's version. And then, obviously, after that, you know, became so big, they did Boys 24, and JYP, SM, and um, YG were like, oh, yeah, we're going to put trainees in it, to it. So they all three have trainees in those. It's just interesting, because I feel like even, like, YG and JYP are more collaborative than, like, I feel like like Chairman Lee is always kind of like off a. I don't feel like he <laughs> yeah. really like, participates as much. Yeah, but in like kinds of things. I think again because like Produce One Hundred One was so successful, they're hoping yeah, that Boys Twenty Four gets so successful. And like, look at Somi, who literally, I mean, I'm sure people who would watch Sixteen knew, but other than that, like nobody who knew who Somi I was. I mean, I barely. And now her entire family's famous. Exactly. Yeah. What? <laughs> her dad is such a like a showbiz dad. It's, yeah. it's not uh, even funny. That's not um, nice. But yeah, I mean, I didn't even know. I didn't really pay much attention to Sixteen. I have to say, when it came out, I just knew. You know, I just paid much, enough attention to know who the final group was. I didn't really know who Somi was, and you know, this time around, I do know who Somi is, and I mean, she's. I'm, I'm like, how young was she during 16? She's, she's only 15 now, and um, you know, her, you know, you seeing her dad and her mom and her whole entire family on TV, and you know, so yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, definitely made her. I mean, she's definitely become a name, so it's definitely benefited her. Um, one more thing I wanted to go through before we get to the main topic. Uh, Sistar is coming back um, for the summer. Not a huge surprise because Sistar has last couple of summers it's kind of become a thing now. Sistar, you know, they come back for the summer. But, uh, interestingly enough, not the way we would maybe intend, maybe expect it to be. Um, they've released a couple of teasers and the couple of teasers that they've released have been kind of, uh, you know, uh, broody and, you know, angsty kind of. Um, one of the um, teasers has been um, translated as, um, with the Hangul that was translated was, don't worry about me, I just want you to leave. I blame God for my encounter with you, but I like you, I love you. This sounds like another alone to me. Um, <laughs> uh, this sounds like a, a kind of a callback to that to that era, um, which I kind of don't completely disagree with. I mean, I, I you know, I, I felt like, you know, the shake and the touch my body, they're kind of, you know, alone was at least interesting and different. Um, I, I'm kind of, I, you know, I, I opened my arms to Dark Sistar. You know, <laughs> if you're going back to the alone 
you know, phase of their career. Um, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I'm open to that, so. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't really, I'm not too uh, knowledgeable about Sistar, but I'm excited to see what they've got to give for that, or bring. I do really like uh, Shodin. Uh, I watched her on Unpretty Rap Stars, so I'm excited to see what she's got to bring. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm kind of sad we won't get another summer bop. I don't know for sure, but uh, it seems yeah, like it's a little I mean, bit more Yeah, we don't dark. know yet, but just yeah. from the yeah. Yeah, but I hope that it is something. Uh, it's not like a ballad. Yeah, I don't <laughs> think it's gonna be a ballad. I think it's gonna be. Just my personal opinion, I think it's going to be an alone type song. Mm -hmm. um, they recently um, made an appearance on, I think, a Chinese version of one of the music shows. I don't remember if it was Music Bank or Mnet or whatever, but they uh, made an appearance recently, and they all have um, dark, dark hair. Yeah, yeah, dark hairstyles, um, and uh, so dark, fairly, you know moderate hairstyles, so I, you know, I don't know, it may not mean anything, but, um, you know, it, it just kind of, you know, makes me think that they're maybe going to back to that kind of angsty kind of era that they had before. I, I remember this summer alone came out, and that was like, you know, that blew up, so that was, I mean, that was obviously big for them, so, you know, maybe they're just trying to do I, that. So, I like. just think ballads are such a waste of time if you're not like a ballad artist in the K-pop world because it's like, why would you waste your comeback on a ballad when you know they aren't wildly popular? And that's how I felt, yeah, that's how I felt just, about um, Jessica. Yeah, you could always do like a <laughs> dual track and just I mean, I don't, I don't know because you guys are like, I, I think you guys are like categorizing ballads as like mid tempo as well, like, like, like alone or like even Jessica's song, like which I would put it mid tempo, not necessarily a ballad. Which yeah, I mean, not well, I a dancing song. I feel like you should, I feel like we've established, not we, but you know, so every once in a while you have an exception like some. Or, but like for the most part, the like the most popular songs are you know up tempo, and I just mm -hmm. in a yeah, world right. in a world where you can have a stage for uh, multiple songs on your album, or you can have you know whatever you want. I don't understand why people opt into doing anything else if that's not your style, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just speculating. I just, I always see that, and I'm just like, now why would these people waste the comeback on a slow song when they could have had a slow song anyway and still had their comeback song be something that would get them more? Well, like I said, I mean, they, I mean, they did so well with Alone. They could do something like that, and I think still do really well. I mean. Something that's kind of mid-tempo and moody, but not like a ballad, you know? You're right. You're right. I mean, we'll see what happens. I wish the best for them. I know, I know. Like, I could tell that at least one of the members was getting kind of bored with the summer thing every time. 
So we'll see what happens. All right. So, um, okay, we've obviously talked out about uh, Sister. All right, guys, I really enjoyed the um, this recording. Um, Alice, um, Shanna, Nico, you guys were great. I love talking to my other podcasters, but it was great getting a chance to talk to you guys um, on the show and, and getting to you know get to know you guys a little more. Your and in, in, in your opinions and what your feelings and stuff are, and um, I feel like this is a great episode. And um, thank you guys for showing up, and thank you guys for being here. Cause there would be no show if there were no other podcasters. It would just be me and my boring, annoying voice um, echoing into nowhere. So thank mm-hmm. you so much, Alice. Nico and Shanna, thank you so much for being here, you you guys. And thank you guys that continue to listen and continue to subscribe to us on SoundCloud. I see you guys. We're up to 90-something. If we can get to 100, we're going to do something special. I don't know what. We're going to do something. I'm looking at it. So if we get to 100, we're going to do something special. Maybe I'll leave it up to you guys. And then and you, you decide what we get to do. I don't know. If we get 100 subscribers, I don't know. We'll do something. <laughs> so, um, uh, so I noticed you guys subscribing on, on SoundCloud. Um, following us on Twitter. Thank you guys again. I'm not trying to be a YouTube star or Twitter star or whatever. We're just doing something. It's a hobby. Uh, it's just an outlet and a way to talk about K-pop people that, you know, like K-pop too. So um, I hope that, you know, you get something similar out of this program. And I will say goodnight to all of you. Goodbye to all of you for this week. Hopefully I'll see you next week. Um, Alice, Shanna, Nico, Love you all. Thank you for coming in this week. Bye. Um, Bye. And yes, good night to everybody. Night. Bye, everyone. Bye. 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 Bye.